0: When something happens in East Dulwich, nothing happens. It's just another episode of Forward the Hamlet. On this week's podcast, Dulwich progress and then exit the FA Trophy. And there's a draw in the league against second place Maidstone. Shortly, we'll have match reports and pre-match meal details from James Massini and Jack Bagnall. But first, his radio host, Daniel reyes Tyson talking after the Chalfont St-Peter game. What did you think about the game, Daniel? You
1: could tell Dulwich were uh, uh, maybe a few leagues above the level of opposition. I was impressed with uh, the passing game uh, on what was a very uneven pitch. And uh, first game I've actually been to, Jack, uh, since I hit middle age and watching young men doing things that I can no longer do. Humbling. So, when did you last go? I last came to Dulwich in uh, 2004, back in my days as a football journalist, Uh, but I used to come as a fan in the early 90s, the uh, days of Lionel Best, the one player I do remember who I later ended up working in the same place as. But uh, it's nice, I should come here more often really, it's nice
0: to support your local club. Going back to Lionel Best though, I don't think we can breeze over such a big name you've dropped there. (laughs) He's the kind of first star player I remember as a kid. I mean, if it was the early 90s, yeah, I would have been seven, eight years old. I remember him never quite living up to
1: expectation. His, you know, the, the excitement that you felt when he got the ball on the wing. But he was uh, a bit, I could associate with him in that I never achieved what I wanted to during games. Uh, he was the kind of guy would probably leave the pitch, maybe not as muddy as he should have been. But he looked the part and... Uh, Yeah, I enjoyed watching him.
0: He had the name as well.
1: He had the name, yeah. And you ended up working with him? I didn't actually meet him in the job, but I saw his name once in the directory. I dropped him an email. I said, are you Lionel Best? He's the Lionel Best. Yeah. And he came back and he explained that he'd had a very bad injury, so I think he finished pretty early. But yeah, never forgot him. 20 years later, I'm still talking about him.
0: Any uh, potential Lionel Best out there today?
1: They had some very uh, nimble players. I think was it the second goal? It was the second goal or the third goal? A phenomenal yeah. passing move. You don't expect yeah, to necessarily goal, see yeah. it at this level. Um, that was if that had been uh, on the Premiership, they would have been raving about that on Match of the Day. Tonight. Yeah,
0: long ball down to let Ny- I say long ball, direct ball uh, to Niran Clunas on the wing, and he hammered it across and uh, lovely finish.
1: I'm, I'm looking at you here, crestfallen. Uh, can I just say, listeners, uh, this day was meant to be about me, Jack, clocked Rio Ferdinand at the game, and suddenly it became a, uh, about Rio Ferdinand. I, I, I feel like it's, you know very much second best here. It's I'm
0: crushed. Yeah, it was uh, Rio Ferdinand was in the stands today. Uh, he's banned for using uh, misogynistic language on Twitter, so he wasn't available for QPR. He was in the stands at Dulwich watching uh, his old buddy's team, Gavin Rose obviously. I went and asked him for an interview and he just said no, I had to walk away, pressed for him. You will see uh, the official Dulwich Hamlet photographer Joel Virgo, did capture the moment not the moment but the moment of me walking away with (laughs) it's very much I've got the look on my face you know with Gary Lineker looking at the camera (laughs) when um, Paul Gascoigne's crying I've got that I'm looking like (laughs) this has not gone very well and Rio Ferdinand sitting there and I I, I mentioned it to my dad my dad sort of tried to comfort me with uh, you know he's there he's he's incognito with his kids I'm like he's not incognito dad he's wearing a number 5 hat he's wearing Rio Ferdinand clothes so that was a shame after I've called himself I'm the greatest ever player I'm going to have to withdraw that accolade and give it to me. Who Egg. would you now give it Egg to? Edgar Cale. Edgar As Daniel said the game was an absolute walkover but all for nothing now. Daniel's show Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available. is on Resonance FM every Monday night at 10 o'clock. You can also listen to it on iTunes and on 1607 com, where you can also find the letter is six part drama comedy series which is fantastic equally funny and moving can't recommend it enough if you want to support Forward the Hamlet you can buy a t-shirt from forwardthehamlet.spreadshirt.co.uk or use the Amazon link when you do any of your Amazon shopping on forwardthehamlet.com here's James Massini from the Pigeon Stands talking about the Maidstone game followed by Jack Bagnall from the Supporters Trust talking about the game against the Met Police
2: with Maidstone having been in FA Cup action the previous Sunday and having done the impossible and enjoyed themselves on a trip to Stevenage, Dulwich were given a rare Wednesday night outing down at the Gallagher Stadium. It's a ground where Dulwich have always performed pretty well, and uh, and a ground where they've never quite managed to get the um, get the result they were looking for there. Um, so with some trepidation, we uh, we packed our bags and headed down to the banks of Medway to see what would unfold. Uh, the atmosphere at Maidstone Dutch games are usually pretty good. Obviously, since moving home, the Stones packed, uh, picked up a few thousand fans, and obviously the noise of the rabble is uh, is, is well documented throughout uh, throughout non-league these days. Um, most of the Maidstone fans are a thoroughly uh, thoroughly decent bunch. You're always uh, always good value, and, uh, and yeah, always keen for a chat in the bar afterwards. Um, yes, I've got a few idiots, and um, mercifully the Maidstone supports are pretty good at self-policing. So uh, so that's uh, just as well as well because the stewards didn't seem very interested in doing any stewarding Uh, the pitch looked great Um, yeah it's uh, like a carpet I don't know uh, how their groundsman does it but it's um, yeah it it does suit the sort of passing passing football that both teams uh, try and play Dulwich really really seemed to be struggling to to get that final shot off and missing a, missing a striker. As you know, as soon as we get way back, it's uh, it's going to be going to be a real uh, a real boost for the team. I think um, Dulwich probably should have had a penalty midway through the first half when a cross came in that was blocked by uh, by a sliding Maidstone defender's uh, outstretched arm, but uh, it went unpunished. Uh, a few minutes later, justice was done as uh, Maidstone failed to. Properly clear a, a set piece and Thurl Forbes, who'd stayed up, timed his run brilliantly to uh, to nod in at the uh, the bottom corner of the goal. Uh, and the uh, the half time uh, whistle blew, and I headed off for uh, for pie chips, gravy and mushy peas for less than a fiver. At the uh, one of the one of the double glazed conservatories which rests behind the uh, behind one of the goals at Maidstone. It uh, shows there's still some value in non-league. Uh, second half was mostly all Maidstone. In fairness, they. Um, they they really pushed hard for the equaliser, um, getting it after about an hour with some uh, some uncharacteristic uh, bungling in the uh, in the Dulwich midfield led to a counter attack and uh, Jay May managed to slot it away and really that's about the only uh, the only thing that Phil Wilson didn't stop. He's uh, for a guy who's still sort of on the mend. He's uh, he, he's looking exceptionally good and made a couple of vital saves in both halves. Um, obviously the highlight for him came saving the penalty down to the uh, down to his bottom right. Um, which uh, which really probably wasn't a penalty. I mean, it's hard to judge from where we were at the other end, but it, um, by all accounts, um, Terrell Forbes uh, sort of clumsily brought down uh, brought down his man, but there seems to be some question as to whether it was in the box or not and uh, and, and really how, how much intent there was. But penalty was given, Forbes was sent off, and actually Dutch got back into the game a lot more when they were down to 10 men and probably had the best chance of scoring late on when, uh, when Clunas... Uh, Cleaners uh, got the uh, got a, got a shot off, managed to get it get it around the keeper, but the uh, defender managed to tap it onto the post and then out again. So, um, yeah, a draw is probably a fair result. And frankly, any time you come away from the Gallagher with with something, it's uh, it's got to be positive. And uh, yeah, onward and upward from here.
3: The day started so well: a greasy breakfast and a half pint hangover cure, followed by some mutual pats on the back for our sterling support at Maidstone. Sadly, we then had to make another visit to the Met Police, and a way day that I massively struggled to get excited by. Still, it was the FA Trophy, and another shot at a decent cup run. As we arrived at the stadium, seeing the players in their new kit, we were treated to the stunning sight of Maidstone hero Phil Wilson, proudly clad in pink. Seeing him stood there glistening like some kind of demigod, I knew he couldn't be beaten by a team with no fans. Unfortunately... It was at this point that Michael Shaw decided to inform him of his most recent purchase, a commemorative t-shirt featuring a torso-sized photo of Phil's face. Phil looked scared, then relieved as we relocated to the other end of the stadium, but I feared that the damage was already done. Harry Ottaway made his long-awaited return to the squad with a place on the bench, with Kamara, Hibbert and Mikulski all slotting in as changes from midweek. Hamlet pressed early, forcing the police keeper into several acrobatic saves, but... It was a home team that took the lead through a set piece. Moments later, the ball was at the other end and a penalty for Hamlet. Upstep Carew. I believe in you, Ashley, I muttered moments before the keeper guessed right and saved. Just before half-time, another free kick for the police and another goal. 2-0. The break was used for everybody to sink a quick pint and watch a kick about on the fields behind the stadium. And then we saw it. Our possible saviour. A shedload of fog, slowly crossing the park and creeping towards our own game. As the game progressed, and clear Hamlet chances were hard to come by, the fog was becoming our best hope. The atmosphere amongst the sparse rabble began to build with various weather-themed screams at the ref. Despite very nearly reaching the stage where we couldn't see Phil at the other end, quite impressive given his attire, the game survived a 90. A 2-0 loss with a cup-run dream over for a yet another season. So, the Rabble did what the Rabble does best. 25 minutes at Gavin Rose's pink and blue army to an empty and increasingly dark stadium. There was dancing, there was gin, and there were smiles. I mean, everyone knows that the London Senior Cup is where it's at. Right?
0: You'll find our back episodes on forwardthehamlet.com and on iTunes. We're part of the Holdfast Network, where you can hear other great podcasts, holdfastnetwork.com, or search for Holdfast Network in iTunes. See you in a fortnight. <laughs>